Hello and welcome to the OT Schoolhouse podcast, your source for school-based occupational therapy tips, interviews, and professional development. Now, to get the conversation started, here is your host, Jason Davies. Class is officially in session. Hey everyone, welcome to the OT Schoolhouse podcast. My name is Jason Davies and I am super excited as always to be here with you. It is OT month. That is right. April 5th is here and we are excited for OT month. I say we because today I am having a chat with Sarah from the OT for Life podcast. I know several of you also listen to the OT for Life podcast. So just so you know, our episodes are going to be pretty similar today, actually, because we did an episode jointly together. And well, it was just amazing. So we decided to share it on both of our podcasts. So uh, you're going to hear this amazing conversation between myself and Sarah Put from OT for Life. Today, we are talking about OT associations, occupational therapy associations. We're going to be talking about local associations being, you know, your state level or regional level if you're outside of America. We're going to be talking about national organizations here in America, that is AOTA. And then we're also going to be talking about the WFOT, World Federation of Occupational Therapy. So if that is anything that you might be interested in, be sure to listen. And if you don't think this might be interesting to you, I would encourage you to listen at least for the first five minutes or so because we make it fun. This was a super fun conversation with the two of us. I really hope you enjoy this. And to top it all off, at the end of the episode, we are having a giveaway. So let's go ahead and get the OT Month Party started. Here is Sarah Put from the OT for Life podcast and myself talking about OT associations. Hey, Jason. How are you today? I am doing fantastic. How are you, Sarah? Yeah, that's a great word. I'm doing amazing as well. And honestly, like I'm so excited to have this conversation with you today all about OT associations because I know that both of us are very, very passionate about this topic. And I think, and I'm curious to kind of get your take on it, but I think OT associations is one of those things that isn't talked about enough in our profession, especially after OT school. I feel like it's like drilled into our heads in OT school. And then afterwards, it's like, Oh, yeah. No, it's just kind of one of those things you can do if you want to. And I also think there's a lot of misconceptions about OT associations. So I'm excited to just kind of like jump in and dispel some of these misconceptions and really talk about why we think it's so important to be a part of OT associations across multiple levels here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I actually want to piggyback on what you just said. I I never thought about that, but you are right. Like schools get rewarded, I think, for having like 100% AOTA association among their students. Like it's crazy. They advertise that their students are associated with AOTA or their state, just like they advertise their NBCOT pass rates. So yeah, I never thought about that. That That's a good point that you make. But like you said, as soon as we get into the real world and we now have to pay all that money that the school wants that we deferred for four years, associations, you know, they, they typically do cost a little bit of money. And we'll talk about more in a second about the money side of it. But you're right. I think people do kind of start to decline in their membership rate. So maybe we can just start and talk about what type of OT associations are out there. All right. I'll just start by what I'm a part of. And that is actually my state association in California. It's OTAC, Occupational Therapy Association of California. So that is the more local state association. 
I'm also a part of AOTA, which everyone knows about, whether you're an OT in America or an OT outside of America. I think everyone knows AOTA uh, because they do publish the American Journal of Occupational Therapy, and they're just a huge or relatively huge association. That's our national one. And then I recently became a part of WFOT, which Sarah and I have different ways to pronounce this, or we say WFOT. I call it WUFOT. And I love, absolutely love that. I've always called it Woofit. So, <laughs> I, but I, I might be a convert and I might have to start calling it Woofot. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But, anyways, that is the World OT Association. And yeah, what about you? Where are you at right now with associations? Yeah, so I 100% agree with what you said. And I've always been a big proponent of being a member of the state association. So when I was in California, OTAC, that was the big one. And but now that I'm up in Washington, they have their own state association as well as AOTA. I've been a member for many, 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 many years. And also WOOFIT. I'm just a huge proponent of being a member at various levels. And because of all the international stuff that I do, WUFIT is a, it's an important association that I am a part of. So yeah, basically state, national, international, that's it right there. So I have to acknowledge something. I did take a break from, I think, OTAC out of, out of school. I don't think I took a break from AOTA, but I do think I took a break from the, the state association. And I think it was primarily because a, they don't have auto renewal or they didn't at the time. And B, because I don't think I went to the conference. And so it just kind of fell off the radar and I didn't re-sign up for it. Have you ever let it lapse consistently when you are in one place? Does it ever have you ever had it lapse? Okay, so I'm gonna be real and like super honest and transparent with you right now. Yes, I have. I haven't always been pro OT association. And hmm. I definitely was members when I was in school, but as a new grad and for the first few years of practice, I didn't see the value. I didn't, it's not that I didn't see the value, but I guess I just didn't understand it. I didn't take the time to really like dive into it. And I felt like it was just like crammed down our throat in OT school that I'm like, it's fine. I don't, I don't need to do that right now. It really wasn't the money. It just kind of wasn't understanding the value that they brought and they actually did for our profession. So there were many years that I was not a member of any OT associations. And I am admitting that because I think there are a lot of people that might resonate with that and be like, yeah, what is the importance? Like, what do they actually do for us? And a lot of times people just think it's like you pay money, but you don't get anything in return. But what I will say is once I went to my first AOTA conference, and I want to say this was like five years out of school, completely converted. And I was like, I get it. I totally understand why we need to be members of these associations now. So since that moment, I have not allowed any lapse in my memberships. But up until that point, mm -hmm, I uh, I hate to admit it, but I did let it lapse. <laughs> yeah, you know, it happens. But, you know, the good thing is, is you can always renew and it doesn't yeah. cost extra to renew. It's just the regular price. So not a bad deal. Yeah. While you were speaking and, and we're actually now moving into the point where we're going to talk more about the benefits of it. I realized one of the benefits that we hadn't talked about previously, and that is networking and the fact that in 2017 at an OTAC event, you and I had lunch together, and that is how we met. So yep. if we were not, either of us were not OTAC members at that time, this podcast wouldn't exist. Like this episode right now may not exist because we, we may not be friends. So <laughs> I just want to throw it out there. That's a benefit of being part of an association, networking. 
Yeah, you are 100% correct, Jason. I remember that lunch and how fun it actually was. And I think it was supposed to be like 15 minutes or whatever, like just to like, hey, this is so-and-so. It's nice to meet you. And then I think we like sat down for like an hour, hour and a half. And we were probably all late to the next session because we just had this amazing chat. So I'm so glad you brought that up because yeah, like (laughs) you're so right. This probably wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for that conference, but then also for us being members to even get to the conference and, and all that good stuff. So yeah, networking, that's absolutely huge. So yeah, definitely advocacy, but let's go ahead and break it down. Let's start by association at the local level. We talked about networking a little bit. What other positives and attributes do you find with the local state associations? What are the positives for those? I think one of the big things is really figuring out what's happening at your local level, like within your state. And depending on how big your state is, like at least for California, it's actually broken out into different regions and really getting a pulse on what's happening within your region, within your state, and how that applies to your practice, your practice area, anything that is kind of happening that might be impacting how you practice as an occupational therapy practitioner. So for me, for being a member of the state associations, it's really that like super niche, hyper local, really getting a good idea of what's happening around you and within your very specific regional area. What do you think, Jason? No, you're right on, especially when it comes to advocacy, because I don't know if you remember in California, we had, I'm going to shout her out, Sabrina McCarley, and she was like the biggest OT advocate ever. She's now with AOTA, actually. She's kind of moved up the ranks to AOTA, but she had this whole program and it was called the go-to OT. And she had these ribbons for everyone. (laughs) She had like everything. You had to have a sticker that said go-to OT. And what go-to OT was all about was letting OTs know specifically that, hey, in California, there's only like, I don't know, I'm just going to use the number 50 representatives. I should probably know that better, but I don't. 50 representatives or so between the Senate and the House within California. Well, there are a lot more OTs than 50 within our state. And so every single senator, state senator specifically for OTAC should have a go-to OT. They need to be able to know Hey, when something comes on the floor of the house and it has to do with something with Medicare or um, with schools, I need to be able to call an OT and get their take on it. Or an OT or multiple OTs need to be able to call them and be like, hey, this bill is amazing for OT. You know, this is going to be great. This is going to help the kids. This is going to help all of my clients or vice versa. Hey, this is not a good idea. We, We need to, you know, put the brakes on this. And I just want to let you know that this won't be good for client care because it all comes back down to the client, right? And so anyways, I'm getting off track, but the whole advocacy part of it is they really support advocacy. In fact, they even pay an outside agency to advocate for us. And so they have people at Capitol Hill in Sacramento here in California that are talking to the legislators on a regular basis saying, what about this? What about that? You know, we want this bill to help our clients. And that's what part of our funds go to, right? Yep. Oh, completely. Yeah. And I love that you brought up Sabrina because any OTAC conference that I've gone to, I always go to any of the chats that she presents on and I leave those like hands up in the air, like, yeah, go OT. And I'm so (laughs) excited. So thank you for bringing that up. (laughs) She's my favorite. I love her. Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) 
All right. So the state associations, you know, once you move up to AOTA, they have more members, they have the AJOT and stuff like that. But the other big thing, and we already alluded to it a little bit, is your conference at the state level. And I know not every state has a super big conference, but I think states are starting to team up a little bit to have conferences. And now with virtual events, you can have people potentially outside of your state or people who just can't travel to whatever big city is in your state. What's your experience been with state conferences? I have gone to a handful so far, and I think every time that I go, I'm learning something new. I'm learning a lot of new things. I'm connecting with people that, that again, are in my local region. And maybe I didn't know that they were doing this research or that they were starting some sort of project or starting some sort of company. And it's like that networking piece, but also learning about other people that you can start, other practitioners that you can refer to. That if you get a client that comes your way and you're like, yeah, they're not, they're not quite in my area, I can refer here. Or if somebody's looking for a certain type of therapist or therapy practitioner, you're like, oh, I know somebody that specializes in dementia in this area. Let me refer them to you. So again, it's like, it really is just kind of keeping it at that local level and knowing what's happening, but then also being able to like make those referrals and make those connections to people that are within your area. Absolutely. Always back to the connections, all about that, those connections that you build, whether or not it directly affects your job, just having a network of other OTs to be a part of. I mean, let's be honest, you're listening to this podcast because you want to be a part of a community, commune OT, right? <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so that is definitely a great point for your local because, again, things change from state to state as well. And so being part of your local, um, your state association will help you understand what's going on in your state. Should we move to AOTA? Yeah, let's go to national, national OT associations here. All right. I will let you start. What's your most favorite benefit of AOTA? That is such a good question. I feel like there's so much good that AOTA does for us. I think really one of my favorite parts is the promoting of the profession and also kind of securing who we are and what we do, right? Like, again, a lot of people still don't understand what occupational therapy is. When, and when I say people, we're talking about society in general. And I really, truly feel like AOTA has done a really good job and are continuing to do a really good job to bring occupational therapy to the table and give us a seat at the table, especially with like leadership and helping promote what we do, which really we're going to need to be doing this for years and years and years and years and years to kind of go up the ranks and, and really get it where society as a whole understands who we are as a profession and what we can actually contribute. So that I think is one of my favorite things that I know that AOTA is working so diligently behind the scenes on. What would you say? What's your favorite or what's your top thing of being a member of AOTA that you think is really important that they do? Well, I think for the most part, I really appreciate the advocacy, but the part that I use most is the access to the journals. And it's not just the American Journal of OT, the AJOT. They also provide you access to other journals. I believe the Canadian and Australian journals, I want to say, maybe also one of the European journals. So 
I find that to be a great benefit because I love the AJOT, but it doesn't always have everything. I mean, there's only so many articles that they can put out every year. And so it's nice to have access to other articles so that I can continue to build my own knowledge. And again, going back to we have a podcast and our podcast is nothing without all of you listening. And so we want to have things to share with you and we want to be able to help you as well. And so by accessing those journals, that that is key. And OT Practice Magazine, too, is another oh, yeah, one. Not, not a journal, but still, you're going to be kind of privy to this information of things that are happening within the OT profession, too. So I'll throw that one in there. Well, the SIS, too, that comes with that, right? Your special interests section, maybe. But it comes in addition with you get your OT practice in the little baggie. And then on the backside of it, there's a little extra form that kind of has some specialty area to, to your practice area. So I think also one of the really important things that AOTA does is that it really focuses on assuring the quality of occupational therapy services and improving consumer access to healthcare services. So not just helping us as practitioners and helping us as students, but it really is about helping our clients, advocating for what OT does so our clients can have access to the services that they need as well. So really, I know we're focusing a lot on like, what does it bring to us as practitioners and students, but also kind of globally for our clients, they do a lot of work behind the scenes in that aspect as well. Yeah. And that's huge right now with the whole, again, I'm school-based, so I don't know all the laws related to, <laughs> I'm going to completely blotch this. It's PTS. I don't even know the acronyms for the giant bill going through that is just changing up healthcare. And AOTA sends out regular updates as to how they are trying to support both OTs and OT assistants in that bill and how reimbursement is distributed and all that good stuff that I don't know anything about because I'm a school-based OT. But yeah, you know, just like I talked about earlier, how your state organization has advocates on Capitol Hill in your state. Well, AOTA does the same thing. They pay a contractor to have people talking to our U.S. legislators. And so, again, that's where part of our funding is going to. So, Sarah, do you know the price for AOTA? I do. So there's there's a couple different ones, and it depends on whether you're an occupational therapist, occupational therapy assistant. They also break it down for like first year OT practitioner second year OT practitioner and, and also for OT and OTA. Yeah. And they have a student price. So I'll just like run through this really quick. We'll have this linked in the show notes and also linked to the AOTA page where I got this information. Keep in mind, if you happen to be listening to this episode at a later date, this is as of April 2021. Things might change. So <laughs> don't quote me and say, Sarah said it's supposed to be this much. But for an OT for the year, it's 225. OTA 131 first year new OT practitioner is 119 first year new OTA practitioner is 95 second year OT practitioner 175 second year OTA practitioner 120 and the student price is 75 now there's also other breakdowns that I'm not even going to get, get into there so if you feel like you might qualify in a different area definitely go to AOTA and look at their other breakdowns that they have but now Jason I know that you don't pay on an annual basis so can you explain how you go about your payment Correct. Yeah. So I have it set on auto pay on a monthly program, I believe. And I just did the math to make sure, but it's 225 I th is what you said for an 
OT, you know, with a few years of experience, and you break that down into 12, (laughs) few, just a few, Um, you break that down over 12 months, it is $18.75. So yeah, you know, a few cups of coffee from Starbucks, and that's it. $18.75, not that much. For what you get, definitely worth the eighteen seventy five and all the benefits that we just talked about. You know, they have conferences for us. They have all the research for us. They advocate for us so much. And I'm just going to throw this this out there. We are not being paid by AOTA. We are not being paid by OTAG. And we're not being paid by who we're going to talk about next, which, <laughs> it, which is WFOT or WUFOT. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. This is just you and me connecting on something that we're both passionate about and really wanting to spread the message so other people hear that like, hey, we know it's important and hopefully other people can start to understand that there is a lot of value that our associations bring to the table. Yeah. And, you know, we haven't even actually mentioned this yet on the interview portion of this podcast. I'm sure you and I will both include it in the intro. But the reason that we wanted to do this is because it's OT month. And this is about supporting OT and, you know, not just supporting ourselves individually, but supporting our profession as a whole. And that is exactly what AOTA is doing for us. So I don't know if you want to add anything before we move on to to WUFAT. I think the only other really brief thing that I just kind of want to throw in as well is that there are other discounts as being a member of AOTA. So there are exclusive member discounts for (laughs) books, continuing education units, courses, anything like that, as well as some of their kind of affiliate partners that they have like car insurance. I know that they have a discount through Geico. They have a discount for professional liability through Mercer or Pro Liability, which is what I have. And I learned that they had that discount and I signed up through AOTA. And then I recently just learned that they also have an affiliate with SoFi, which has to do with student loans and refinancing and all of that. So Again, there's a lot more information that we're not even going to go into detail here, but go check it out if you're interested in any of that and seeing what other discounts that they have. And I'll just kind of leave it at that because there's a lot. Well, it's nice to hear that Geico thinks that OTs are good drivers. I appreciate that. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right, Sarah, you're going to have to help me out with this one because I am a brand new WFOT member. And I can share a little bit after you kind of go into it a little bit about how I did that. But what do you know about WFOT? So really, in a nutshell, I feel like the World Federation of Occupational Therapists is the global voice for occupational therapy. And it really is setting the practice standards for what we do within our clinical practice. And I've been a member for many years now, and it's been really, really interesting to watch the the member organization numbers grow throughout the years as new countries and new programs start to develop. And really, WFOT is all about promoting the profession of occupational therapy. But the other thing that they do is they are really diligent about setting up OT programs in countries that might not have universities or colleges that are teaching OT right now. So it is this, it's this global voice and you know how much I love international OT work and and all of that good stuff. So for me, like Woofit is just one of those things that's so important to be a part of. And ever since I found out that I could be a member, I've been a member ever since. So 
go woof it or woof yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so I mean, I've only been a member with WFOT for like two months. I didn't really know how to sign up. I didn't know what the cost was. I didn't know anything. And so I've got our little spreadsheet up here, or Google Doc that you so kindly put together. And wow, 580,000 occupational therapy practitioners is what WFOT supports in 101 member organizations. That's amazing. Isn't it? Yeah. And the best part of this for everyone listening, I want you to just close your eyes and guess how much it costs to be a part of WFOT. Real, real quickly, $30 if you're an OTA, 32 if you're an OT, and 27 if you're a student. That's insane. For the year. <laughs> yeah, for the year, not a month, a year. Not a month. <laughs> a year. That's amazing. And Sarah, have you ever gone to the World Conference? I have. Yes, I went to my first Woofit conference back in 2018, and it was in Cape Town, South Africa. And I kid you not, it was one of the most amazing experiences I have ever had in my entire life. I went for like two weeks and I went for a week before the conference and I got to kind of just explore Cape Town and, and go see the sites and meet up with other practitioners from around the world. So I have some OT practitioner friends and students that are in Iceland that I met a couple years ago and we all got to reconnect at the conference and it was super fun. And then also just meet all the new people that I hadn't met yet. And then the conference, I just remember walking in every single day, just like my eyes super big and just like soaking up all the information that I possibly could and leaving the conference just exhausted every day because of the breadth of knowledge and the amazingness of the OT practitioners and students that had showed up to share their research, to share their projects, to share their knowledge of what is going on with OT within their country. And it just was, it was a life-changing experience. And we have the next WFOT Congress is going to be in Paris in 2022. And last I checked, I mean, with the current state of everything kind of happening with COVID and the pandemic, last I checked, they are running a hybrid option. So you can go if it's safe and travel will permit you to go, but they're also running a virtual component as well. So hopefully that might actually open it up to even more people being able to be a part of it. And if I could say one thing, do it go. If it's virtual or in person, just do it. It will change your life. Yeah. You don't have to convince me to go to Paris. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. I've never been to a Congress before, but I am looking forward to that. Especially, I got to give a quick shout out to everyone that listens to the OT Schoolhouse podcast and the OT for Life podcast from outside of the United States. We were having a discussion about this before popping on. We have people from Australia, from Greece, from India, from uh, what else? Uh, UK. And Germany. Yeah. It's amazing. Shout out to all of you. And even for you, I hope all of you are able to be a WFOT member. This one, though, is a little tougher to become a member for, at least if you're in America that I know of. For me, I actually had to like find it on the website. Mind you, I'm already an AOTA member. It's a little bit different, I think, if you're signing up for your AOTA membership. I'll let Sarah talk about that in just a second. But I kind of had to find it and then I had to email them, say, hey, I want to be a member. And then we worked it out. But I believe, Sarah, you said now if you are signing up or renewing as an AOTA member, how does that work? 
Yeah. So basically you would go through your typical registration or renewing registration, whether it's new or if you've already been a member and you get to a certain page on the renewal form and it will actually say, do you want to be a member of Woofit? And it lays out the price and everything. And it's just a little checkbox, but I will say it can be easily missed. So if it's something that you're really interested in, make sure that you really pay attention when you're going through the renewal or going through the setup process that you don't miss where it is because it's just a little checkbox. And then once you get to the end, you should see it kind of on the summary adding to the total, right? You're going to have that that price added to the total at the end. So it's there. It's a little tricky to find, but if you're intentional, I know that you can do it. And also the one thing that I really wanted to bring up that I think is super cool that Woofit does is they have an annual world OT day and it is typically on October 27th. And it's amazing to watch the scope of promotion of occupational therapy across the globe that happens on that day. It kind of actually happens over a couple of days because we have some people that are going to have that, they're going to hit that day sooner than others. And it is amazing seeing schools come together that are putting videos of advocacy and what OT is in their country. And I love it. It, it, Again, it's like one of my favorite things about Woofit too. So we got a couple months for that, but put that on your radar as well. Yeah. I always kind of coordinate that because it's the same month that OTAC, the conference Mm -hmm. in California happened. So it all kind of comes together into one big celebration. It's quite Quite amazing. And I love putting together a social media post and campaign for that. It's just so much fun. And like you said, it almost happens over a few days because of the time zones. The day before, you'll start to see posting. You're like, wait, am I missing it? And you're like, oh, no, that's someone from Australia posting. <laughs> they're so, just in the future. Uh, <laughs> they're in the future. But yeah, that is pretty amazing. And actually, you just reminded me of something to make note that I know, at least in Australia, and I'm not sure about it in other countries, but if you are listening to this and you are not in the States and you're listening from a different country, I know that some countries actually, when you sign up to be in your national membership association, you actually get automatically added to the World Federation. So I know Australia is one because talking to Brock Cook from the Occupy podcast, he mentioned that, but double check that too, because it might just be something that is automatically a part of your national membership, which I think is a great idea. Yeah, I agree. AOTA should just do that. Just add it on there. Just add it on there. 30 bucks, just add it on. Yep. All right. Well, I think that, oh, wait, we had one more type of associations that we wanted to talk about really quickly. And this isn't specific to OT, but this is just like associations in general that might have to do with your practice area. Um, Sarah, do you have a few examples of those? I do. Yeah. And again, we'll keep this brief because it's not specific to OT, but there are a lot of other associations out there that could be a part of your practice area. So a couple that I know of are being that I work in early intervention, there's the zero to three association. And there, I also have some training in hippotherapy. So there's the American Hippotherapy Association. So those are, those are the two that I have been a member of AHA before. And I've also kind of had the zero to three kind of on my docket, haven't joined that one yet, but I know that those two are out there. Are there any others that you know of, Jason? Well, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to join the one that I just found out about, which is the Association for Play Therapy. I just kind of feel that as a pediatric therapist, I kind of like belong in this association. (laughs) So I'm going to have to check it out. One of the thing about these associations is that you can't base it off any information you have about OT associations. You don't know what they do. You don't know what the price is. Some are free, some are paid. You don't know if you're going to get access to a journal or whatnot. Each one's a little bit different, but I really didn't have much of an idea 
idea as to what this was part of until we decided to have this conversation. So super happy that we did. And now I have an association that I might sign up for. So yeah, that's about it, I think. I think just bottom line is like, do your own research and look for whatever it is that you're interested in and see if there are associations that are out there. Reach out to other practitioners and see if they're affiliated with them, if they've gone to their conferences, if they think that it's worth it. Because I think there's a lot of amazing work that's being done out there. And honestly, we can't even compile all of it into one podcast episode. So do your own research and and see if there's something of interest, definitely for OT associations, but then even outside of OT associations. Yeah, I think you're right. And you know what? Maybe individually, we can both do our own podcast episode on different associations that might kind of pertain to our areas. That'd be cool. So, all right. Well, we have one more thing that, yeah, Sarah's doing a drum, <laughs> drum roll. roll. Over you can't see her, but she's drum rolling over there. <laughs> One more thing that we want to do, because we just have such an appreciation for the associations that we are a part of, and we want you to have an appreciation for the associations, and we hope that you will sign up for them, not because we're telling you to, not because we are about to give you away something potentially if you are part of your association, but because we want you to see the value in it, and we want you to be a part of all three of your associations if possible. We understand financials, you know, can come into play. But if possible, we would love for you to be a part of your state or region. If you're outside of an area that calls them states, your national and the World Federation of Occupational Therapy. So I'm going to go ahead and let Sarah make the big reveal. Drum roll. (laughs) So yeah, we think I'm going to speak for both of us here. We think that it is so important that you are a part of your OT associations. If you can only do one, great. If you can do two, great. If you can do all three or more, even better. So Jason and I have teamed up and we are going to be giving away a $50 gift card for people that sign up for their OT associations. So all you have to do is go to the link that we're going to provide in the show notes, and we're also going to be promoting it across social media. And you're going to have to put in your email so we know how to get in contact with you. Give us your name so we also know what to call you. And then you just have to mark what associations that you belong to. And each association that you belong to will give you an additional entry into the drawing. So If you're just state, that's one. If it's state and national, you got two. If it's state, national, and international and the World Federation, you get three entries into the drawing. And I just wanted to say, we're giving away a $50 gift card that basically covers your international association membership right there and then some. So, you know, just... Just a little, little something, something there. <laughs> Just a little something, something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, I mean, even one fourth almost of your AOTA membership, which that's not bad at all. And, you know, $200 to one person is 200 completely different to another person. And so, again, we're not here to pressure you to make a financially irresponsible move and sign up for something. We just really want you to see the value in this. And when you can do it, um, we think that the benefit is just so great. Um, it really helps. You know what? I think there was one stat that we meant to plug in. And I don't think we did. And that was how many OTs AOTA represents versus how many OTs are part of AOTA. Do you remember what that stat was? So according to what I pulled from their website just the other day, AOTA represents about 230,000 OT practitioners and students in the U.S. with only 65,000 being members of AOTA. And in my eyes, that's not good enough. That's not good enough for me. I mean, that's basically about a third of the practitioners and students in the States 
better members. So I know I would love to see that number increase specifically for AOTA, also for WFIT, for our states, for all of our OT associations. And I think you agree with me too, right, Jason? Absolutely. Absolutely. Can you just imagine? Okay, here, just hear me out real quickly. All right. I can just imagine. I know there's some people, I know there's some people that say AOTA doesn't do this, doesn't do that for our profession. Well, what she just said is only one third of us are are actually giving them a little bit of money to do what we think that they should be doing. Imagine if we were all giving them $200 a year. Imagine how many more people they could have in Washington, D.C. making the cause for occupational therapy. Imagine how much more grants maybe they could provide for the research that we all know OT needs more of. I mean, that is just amazing. Imagine if they had two thirds more within their budget. Basically, it would, it would triple their budget if all of us were part of AOTA. So just think about that. You know, we, want, we are often quick to criticize, but they're also working with a third. I'm thinking of Hamilton, a third of what Congress has uh, offered. <laughs> Anyways, they need our support so that they can do more of what we expect them to do. That's, the, that's kind of the short version. <laughs> Yeah, hands down. And I think there's so much work that happens behind the scenes. And really, this is another thing that we didn't really talk too much about. But you can be a member where you pay your membership dues and you get access to everything that we've talked about earlier on in the episode. But you can also get involved and actually see what they're doing on the ground on a daily basis. And I think there's so much that's happening if you are a member that you don't even see happening behind the scenes. And I think that's where that disconnect or those misconceptions happen where people just feel like they're paying money, but they're not seeing the benefit because there's so much happening that you and I just don't see on a daily basis. So keep that in mind. I think it's extremely important to be a part of our OT associations for so many different reasons. And yeah, I'm just, I'm so happy we had this conversation today, Jason, because I think it's really one of those conversations that needs to be had and shared. So people see how passionate we are about it and how excited and, and just how important it is for us. And hopefully they might be able to start to see why it is really that important for our profession as a whole. Absolutely. And so just to close out, I think, be sure to click on that link in the show notes, the description that's right below this audio, maybe right above the audio, wherever it is. Go there and let us know what associations you belong to. We're not selling this data. We're not benefiting from this data. We just want to know what you belong to or go sign up now and then click on the link and be entered to win a $50 gift card. We are going to ask the winner to show us their whatever association that they're a part of just to, you know, kind of confirm that. But completely free to enter. We're going to give away a $50 gift card. All you have to do is click on a link one minute most of your time to to fill out a quick Google form. Like this isn't anything fancy. It's a Google form. So feel free. Go ahead. Check that out. Enter. And yeah, we will reach out to the winner. I'm excited for it. Me too. This is awesome. And again, we're doing this to celebrate OT month in the States. So what better way to celebrate Occupational Therapy Month than stand up for our professions and represent our associations and continue to promote the profession of occupational therapy at the state, national, and international levels. Well, Sarah, I have really enjoyed this conversation. I haven't smiled in a while this much, so I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, it's been fun. It has been fun. Who knew talking about OT associations could be (laughs) this much fun and involve so much smiling. So thank you, Jason, for having this conversation with me too. Did I not tell you that was going to be a fun episode? 
Thank you so much to Sarah for putting this all together with me. It was so much fun. And yes, we do have that giveaway going on right now. You can register for it by clicking on the link in the show notes right below or above this podcast or at otschoolhouse.com forward slash podcast. Just find the episode and get it there. We did forget to mention when the giveaway goes to within the podcast. So I'm going to tell you right now, it goes until April 16th. You have just about two weeks until the giveaway ends. So be sure to click that Google form link in the notes so you can get that right now, okay? It only takes a minute to enter. You just have to let us know what associations you are part of and you can win up to $50 for doing that little piece, all right? So until next time, enjoy your first week of Occupational Therapy Month and take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the OT Schoolhouse Podcast. For more ways to help you and your students succeed right now, head on over to otschoolhouse.com. Until next time, class is dismissed.